The Boiler Breakdown Podcast is brought to you by Mad Mushroom, home of the original cheese sticks. Proudly serving Purdue's campus, Mad Mushroom offers Boilermakers amazing pizza, cheese sticks, wings, grinders, and so much more. Next time you visit, tell them Boiler Breakdown sent you for $5 off any order over $20. Mad Mushroom, feed your head. The Boiler Breakdown Podcast is brought to you by Webb's Family Pharmacy. Webb's Family Pharmacy is an independently owned community pharmacy with stores located in Rochester, Akron, and North Manchester, Indiana. Webb's is happy to announce that they are providing flu shots by appointment right in your car. Simply call to set up an appointment and their friendly and caring staff will be happy to help you. For all of your high quality medical equipment, supplies, and pharmacy services, check out www.webrx.com or give them a call. Webb's Family Pharmacy the professional pharmacy with the hometown touch. The Boiler Breakdown Podcast is sponsored by Shroff Landscaping. Shroff Landscaping has been in business for over 50 years and can handle all of your landscaping needs, including landscape design, maintenance, irrigation, hardscaping, fall cleanup, and they are licensed lawn applicators. Contact Mitch Melton today for all of your landscaping needs at 317-694-9763. Shroff Landscaping, design with you in mind. This is Carson Edwards from the Boston Celtics, and you're listening to the Boiler Breakdown Podcast, hosted by Tanner Lee, Evan Webb, and Andrew Eiler. They have to win there. Painter understands. Oh, anybody? John Hopkins baptizing the masses. Trying to save it. Jump ball here. And kept in play by Edwards. What a great they numbers. They got numbers. Edwards steps it in. Oh. The Boilers got a look up, baby. And as Carson Edwards said, you are listening or watching to another episode of the Boiler Breakdown Podcast. It's been a little while since <laughs> we've done one. I kind of took a little short break. I think the last one we recorded was prior to the uh, at Minnesota game. I think you're right. Yeah, because it would have been like that yeah. Monday or Tuesday before that one. Yeah, it feels uh, feels like it's been a long time. Uh, a lot of basketball feels like it's been played since then. Uh, of course, the Boilers dropped a close one up at the barn, but they rebound pretty well, I would say, this past week. Yeah, I'd say two so. Two, two and oh, scored 75 points both games. I didn't realize that till this morning. Yeah. Uh, beat the Spartans 75-65 and beat the Cornhuskers 75-58. Uh, let's go ahead and jump right into Tuesday's game, which saw Michigan State come into town. I'm assuming I already know this answer, but is Michigan State your guys' second most hated team? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the uh, Michigan State-Indiana game yesterday was actually a pretty tough one uh, just because, it, yeah, I hate both teams so much. Um, different teams for different reasons. But, yeah, it's pretty much like a 1A, 1B type thing. For it me. is. It is. It keeps getting worse, too. Yeah. So I was, I was thinking after we beat Michigan State, I was like, man, there's really not a whole lot of things that are better than being at Mackey, especially like Tanner where, you know, your dad and you sit and where my dad sits where I'm able to sit a few times is right behind the visitor's bench and being able to, being in Mackey during a double-digit win and listening to Izzo just 
whine like crazy like he does on the sidelines. There's really not a whole lot of things better than than being there for that. No, there's not. There's <laughs> he's my favorite coach to heckle by far. Yeah. He, he is so easy to hate. I feel oh, yeah. like 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 he's just a the worst. <laughs> that's a that's a nice way to put it. We could describe yeah. him in many words. <laughs> that's the PG version. Yeah. Uh, but it I did laugh yesterday though that they beat the Hoosiers because this is the worst Michigan State team I've ever seen. And yeah. Yes, yeah. So, yeah I was say, worst definitely in our lifetime, but I mean, Izzo's pretty much been there, I mean, for a long time, most of our lives. So it's yeah, it's weird to see this Michigan. I mean, I I've said it before and last time we played them, but it's just so weird to see a Michigan State team like this because it's just so, you know, untypical of of them. Um they don't have a you know a, a good big, they don't have a, a really good point guard. Like they had had with Winston in the past and other guys, and yeah, they've got a lot of guys who are great third, maybe second options, but kind of like what I think, kind of like what we saw last year with our team is we had mm-hmm. a lot of guys who are really great second and third options, but when they have to be the first option, it doesn't bode well for them. Yeah, they have a lot of talent. Yeah. I was yeah. I was terrified going into Tuesday night's game. Honestly, all day I'm like, I'm just not looking forward to this. This is gonna be the game that Michigan State clicks. Yeah, well, I was worried because it was like, man, okay, they got us and they got Indiana coming up, like both winnable games. I mean, obviously Michigan State has struggled, but it's like those are, you know, if they can win those games, they're right back in. I know they're, I may not, may not right back, but they're, you know, they build some confidence. Back and getting close, yeah, back maybe getting close to back on the bubble. Um, and thankfully, uh, we did our part, anyways. Yes. Yeah, it was uh, nerve wracking for a little while. Uh, yeah. I was just happy I have to be up instead of down what fifteen or whatever it was when we <laughs> went to East Lansing. But yeah, down fifteen, only scored sixteen at East Lansing. Yeah, but uh, Trey Trey came to play against the uh, against uh, one of the teams from the state he grew up in yet again. I mean, he mm-hmm. just takes it to the Spartans. He was uh, on fire that night, made a lot of tough shots. Some and, crazy circus off balance shots. Like, <sighs> just flinging it up there, and just the fact that I mean, I was really shocked that Michigan State's decision to not double the post just because, I mean, I get the reason Izzo doesn't do it is because you don't want to, you know, get down a bunch by a barrage of threes, but we have not been shooting very well going to that game. So I, I would have at least taken a couple possessions to uh, try it out. And if it, you know, if it beats them, then it beats them, but then you can change, change it back. But it's, uh, it did not work out for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and saw that yesterday when Michigan State played Indiana. They didn't double Trace Jackson Davis, and he had a career game against them. 34, something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's all right. They lost. So. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And both, both those teams have really difficult schedules coming up the next mm-hmm. two weeks. So uh, it's, it's just crazy to think about in regards to Purdue's schedule. We only have three games left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that fours, we're just giving up on that second Nebraska game. I think yep. so. I think it looks like to me like um, that game won't happen. Michigan's going to have three games that aren't going to happen. So Michigan's only going to play 17 games. Purdue, Indiana, Penn State, Northwestern, and somebody else will play 19. All the rest will play 20. Yeah. That's going to be tough for the – it could factor into the Purdue being the four or the five for the the Big Ten tournament, being that double by – yeah, I think Iowa because I know we're right behind Iowa right now, and obviously they have the tiebreaker. But I, I can't remember what their schedule is like coming up. I feel like they've got a, a a tough stretch of games. I think we definitely have, as we've talked about in the past, we definitely got very fortunate with our schedule and how it how it 
panned out in the last part of the season. Iowa today hosts Penn State, Mm -hmm. and then they have at Michigan next Thursday, at Ohio State next Sunday, Nebraska at home on the 4th, and Wisconsin at home on the 7th. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Got a tough little stretch. But then Purdue's got to still stay ahead. I think only one game up on Wisconsin, right? Which which they both play each other. Yeah. um, Yeah. And in two weeks. So, yeah. I don't know. It's another – next week's another one-gamer. I am sick and tired of these one-game weeks, but it is what yeah. it is, really. I mean, I, yeah, I hate it, too, just because of just selfish boredom reasons. But the fact that we get, this young team gets so much time to practice is – I think is, is something you don't really get in, in the normal in, – in a quote-unquote normal season. Yep. It, it just um, dawned on me yesterday. Our, our walk-ons have not played a single second in Big Ten play this year. Yeah, because yeah. Purdue like Purdue hasn't run away and hidden any game. I know it's it's. I mean, wild. Yeah, it was the closest, and even that wasn't until the last like yeah six minutes. Mm-hmm. It's wild how every game literally comes down to the very end, pretty much. Um, it's not not easy on the stretch rates. I can assure <laughs> you that. But well, and that's what kind of everybody's talking about how historically good the the Big Ten Conference as a whole is, but this is like the worst Michigan State team. In decades, I don't know. I, two decades, I don't know. When was the last time they missed a tournament? It's it's um, 90, like, 1990s. I don't. Yeah, yeah. sometime in the 90s. Yep. I think this is their. I think they've done twenty two straight. It would have been twenty three last year. Uh, but I think it's been twenty two straight years that they've been to the tournament. So. Yep. <laughs> yep. We'll see. We'll see what happens in the next two weeks. It's going to be crazy, but. Uh, Glad the Boilers got it done Tuesday against the Spartans, and then yesterday, Evan, you kind of you, before uh, the game started, you were texting Andrew and I. And you kind of called the game at Nebraska a lose lose situation. Yeah, I was not looking forward to that game at all. Um, just because, I mean, if you win, it's kind of a who cares? You know, you beat the worst team in the Big Ten, um, a team that's been you know sidelined a lot this year for COVID reasons they're playing what's this now like an NBA type schedule of they're playing you know games every really day. Yeah. yeah um and it's kind of like it's, man, if you win congrats you you do what you're supposed to and then if you lose it's like oh my god I mean we about saw Illinois lose last week to Nebraska I think they should have lost to Nebraska um Nebraska ran one of the absolute worst mm-hmm. last second possessions of I've ever seen um so you knew that they were. I, mean, I, I was kind of glad that happened, or I was very glad that happened because I think it definitely woke some people up. Of like, hey, this the team is not going to. Like, they've had every reason to roll over and kind of just you know quit on the season, um, but they haven't. And kudos to them for that. Um, but it, I, I think it. They they've been playing hard, and yeah, I was just terrified there when we kept them hanging around. I was like, man, you're gonna mess around and get beat against a team like this. I mean, you give them confidence. They're hitting. Sh- they hit, some guys were hitting some shots. Uh, we weren't hitting shots for a while. And uh, yeah, it just was not a game that I was. I'm really. I'm glad we're not playing them again because I, I just don't want to. Yeah, I'm not. I can't remember where I read it, but it sounded like that Nebraska offered to play Purdue twice uh, over this week, maybe including tomorrow on Monday. Mm-hmm. But Matt in, in Nebraska, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's that. That tells me it's probably not going to be made up because, really, early this next week, really tomorrow is kind of the last date. It probably could have made mm-hmm. sense. So, is what it is, unfortunately. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, kudos to Nebraska trying to get their games in. Unlike Michigan, really, who, <laughs> who doesn't seem to care to get their games in. So, is what it is. 
But yeah, but it was nice to see some guys come through yesterday for Purdue that <laughs> Purdue fans have been waiting on for a long time. Aaron Wheeler, good second mm-hmm. half performance. Sasha Stevanovic hitting four straight threes. Great to see him come back. Uh, I mean, it was his first field goal he had hit since January. Yesterday. <laughs> uh, Ivy, of course, brought it pretty good. Newman played well. Uh, Edie, I thought, played well. Mm-hmm. Travion, from a point standpoint, didn't have one of his better games, but that's good, I think, to see that Purdue can win even when he's not scoring a mm-hmm. ton amount of points. I, he only had three rebounds. I didn't realize they only had three. He also he didn't have a single foul either. He only played 21 yeah. minutes. So I think it was kind of Painter spreading it out. Like honestly, I don't know if I've seen more balance. I mean, like they were they went 10 D, I guess nine deep. Morton played three minutes, but everybody else played 15 minutes at least. Mm-hmm. Like everybody yeah. that was in played a fair amount and it was almost like I think the one who played over yeah. 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, it's uh, – you know, I think he's pretty set with the starting lineup. That's seven games in a row where he's went with Hunter, Ivy, Newman, Gillis, and Williams. I think that's pretty set probably going forward, but it's nice to – it's just nice to have a deep bench. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's I, – I wish – I was hoping we'd blow him out a little – earlier than we did so Morton yeah. could get some more run and like I mentioned earlier maybe some of the walk-ons could have got in for once but at this point I don't care let's just take the win and move on hey a 17 point win can't can't complain no oh, they got the 17 like just all of a sudden like I, yeah. I was going back and forth there for a little bit and then yeah when, once, yeah when did when did Nebraska take the lead like 42 41 Early in the second half, yeah, early in the second like half, like five minutes into the second half, and then I think, and then five minutes later, Sasha hits three threes in a row or four threes in a row, whatever. Which the the three that he hits, I was like, he hesitated for a second. I was like, do not take that shot. That I mean, with with the way he shoots, it's like that is not the shot we want. And then, of course, what do I know? He nails it, and then the floodgates were open. But it was so good. To, it was definitely a big. I know I kind of had a big exhale. Just like, thank God. Like <laughs> now, let's roll. Yep, it was nice to see him hit some. It was nice to see Wheeler hit that one from the corner. Isaiah hit one early. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he had missed, I believe, sixteen straight. Uh, Isaiah hadn't hit one in like five games. He finally hits one. Yeah. So it's nice to see some of these guys kind of break out of their shell. Uh, I read this morning. I thought this was an interesting stat. Purdue's eight zero on the season when Jaden Ivy hits a three pointer. Interesting. So well, because it means usually everything's going right. But really, yesterday. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, you mentioned it. Wheeler had a good game. Ivy played really well. I don't. I, I don't really think Purdue played all that like well. I think it was just like a solid game. Like it wasn't like their yeah. peak. It wasn't definitely the best. And I think that's kind of like what you you said. And I think it was kind of maybe a good sign, I guess, just mm-hmm. that they could play kind of like a baseline. Like okay, that's just an average game and win by seventeen on the road. Yeah, I feel really confident now saying Purdue's in, a, in the tournament no matter what happens these yeah. next three games. I still think they would have been fine if they would have lost yesterday and then the following three games, but just the fact that you don't have that terrible loss to Nebraska now on the resume, I think kind of solidifies everything. Yeah, going into this game, I even mean, listening to like Brian Newbert of Gold Black, I think I'm like, oh, yeah, Purdue's going to win this game. I was like, we thought that last year. Like, we, I remember we were so glad we got Nebraska in the first part of the Big Ten season and then we went in there and missed like <laughs> – like 17 layups and couldn't hit free yep. throws and we lost. Got and destroyed. Yeah. It's like, I hate playing in Lincoln. I feel like even ever since I came into the big team, I feel like we've never really played well there for the most part. Um, but yeah, I was just glad to get away from there. I mean, looking at, I mean, yeah, like, like you said, Andrew, we didn't, I feel like we didn't play all that. 
I mean, we were I mean, five, there were stretches. Five. I mean, Ivy yeah. played. Ivy played really well and dominated. Yeah, and but I mean, like, threes, I mean, like Ivy, but... Ivy was two of seven from three. Newman was two of eight. Uh, Hunter was zero of two. Then you had Sasha four of eight. Wheeler one of two. Isaiah one of five. We were five of ten from the free throw line. Um, yeah, 15, yeah but, but it was still one turnovers. That's the most yeah. they've had in a while. I mean, yeah, they've been doing a lot better. I mean, that's where they've produced improved kind of as the season's gone along, mm-hmm. defensively and then the turnovers. I mean. November, December, Purdue was turning the ball over 20 times a game, and it was like, this is right. a nightmare. And then against Michigan State this week, it was like six turnovers or something, something yep. real low. One yep. thing I was really uh, loved to see was uh, Ivy's defense in terms of getting blocks. I did not expect him to be the type of shot blocker he's been – he's shown this he's year. Long. He's been pretty impressive. Glides in the air, and he's long, mm-hmm. like Andrew said, and he just – his timing and his bounce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about that tip-in dunk at the end? He can fly, he man. He hung. I, th- I think we're going to need it. looked a, a little like goaltending, but. I, I, <laughs> I know. It was the timing was pretty darn close. But I think we need to enjoy the kid while we can. I don't think he's going to be at Purdue for four years. So. No. Could be wrong, but. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we'll see. I think he's going to be pretty special. But Ray Davis here on Facebook says, shooters keep shooting. Yesterday's shooting second half could give us a lot of confidence. Absolutely. Very wholeheartedly. Absolutely. It's uh uh what was our what was our second half shooting, Evan? I got it. Um field goal wise, we were 14 of 32, so it's just under 44%, and we were five of seventeen from three, so just over twenty-nine percent. We actually shot better in the first half. Um for and both you know, field goals and three pointers. We were we shot fifty percent from the from the field in the first half, uh thirty-three percent from three. So actually our shooting dipped in the second half. Which I, I mean, thinking back on, I would have, I would have definitely bet the opposite, just because of Sasha all of a sudden was nailing things. But you know, we actually shot worse in the second half than did the first half. Yeah, I know Painter. Uh, it was either before the Michigan State game or after the Michigan State game. He was commenting on it's frustrating because we have good shooters that mm-hmm. aren't hitting shots. He said it's different if you have bad shooters that aren't hitting shots. It is what it is. But mm-hmm. we know what we're capable of, and it just hasn't been happening. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, I think you kind of mentioned it last year, or someone did, like how we have good shooters, but we don't have proven shooters. I think obviously now we, you know, Sasha's proved he can shoot, but I think it's still kind of the same. We have to, like we haven't proved to be a consistent shooting look like we had, you know, even just two years ago. But I think I think Purdue's due for a game where Hunter Hunter hits three threes or something. Yeah. Sasha hits three threes. Another Michigan State type game. Or, or, yeah, yeah, or Purdue just all of a sudden hits like 15 threes on like 23 attempts or something. And What was the game? Oh, it was the Minnesota somebody game. Out. Minnesota, I'm thinking of Minnesota game. We need another Minnesota game where someone like Newman just goes like yeah. five of seven, five, five of six, six or something. Yeah. Um, scores 30 points. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't be opposed to that happening Friday night at Happy Valley because this is another arena I hate playing at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like we never – and it won't be much of a difference than when we play there normal <laughs> season because not going to be anybody there. Yeah, it's I just I just I and as far as arenas on TV goes, I gotta say Pinnacle Arena in Lincoln's one of my least favorites to watch a game at. I just don't like it. The floor is way too cluttered with stuff for my liking. I don't know. Really? I just don't I don't like watching games there or the barn. Those are two of my least favorites. Yeah, the barn their floor is atrocious looking. Um I hate the barn. But just just more aesthetic reasons. Well it used to be dark. <laughs> Darkest night yeah. in there. Now it's so bright it hurts your eyes. Yeah. So, but we'll see. Penn State scares me. I mean, they're an aggressive yeah. team and they can bomb it. 
We saw that yep. last time we played them. They were bombing threes from half court pretty much. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're aggressive. They're physical. Um, they play hard. I mean, they've been really close in a lot of their games that they have lost. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I don't remember. I'm trying to remember, think back to the game we played against them earlier this year. He pulled up. I mean, it was an eight-point game. Um, so, it's, I mean, I think yeah, it's going to be another close one. I hope not, but you're probably right. It's another Friday night, seven o'clock game. I think that this produced third Big Ten game on a Friday, I believe. If I'm not yeah. mistaken. Yeah. Got a comment here from Ray on Facebook. Our shots tend to start falling much easier when we move without the ball. Our bad shooting nights, we stand around uh, ball watching a lot. I agree. Yes, it, it proves offense when they're moving is really fun to watch. Yep, swing that thing around the perimeter a couple times and, you know, the classic motion offense. One thing that made me concerned yesterday in the game, on, on the defensive side against Nebraska was they kept beating us on the backdoor cuts. Mm-hmm. Time and time again, we were just over-pursuing, being a little too aggressive. And uh, that that's what Nebraska does. They run a lot of backdoor sets, and they were uh, taking advantage of that. Ray says uh, he saw the game at Penn State in 2015. Where we stole a game, Stevens hit a three to send to OT. I remember that. Mm-hmm. That kind of got the ball rolling towards March. It looked like the season was dead in the water yet again, which would have yeah. been, been scary. That would have been three years in a row. Uh, don't know what that would have meant for the future, to be honest. Yeah. But yeah, Nittany Lions on Friday night should be a, hopefully it's not a good one, but it probably will be a good one. <laughs> yeah, Nebraska was the only game that I was fairly confident. Like, okay, Purdue's going to win this one fairly comfortably. I'm there glad you had that confidence because I, I did. I... <laughs> but it's, uh, it's, I mean, this is the last, last road game for Purdue. I think it's the last plane trip they'll have to make. Big Ten tournament yeah. in Indy, NCAA tournaments in Indy. So. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. Probably, probably nice for the fellas, especially after that scare at Maryland they had. So, mm-hmm. uh, Ray says, "Painter's favorite saying: Move." Yeah. Yep. My favorite. Uh, I think it was during the game. I even tweeted about it. There was er- like very early on. It might have been like the first minute. Something happened, and I love about not having fans where you can hear what Painter's saying. I think he literally screamed, "Like, what are you doing to somebody?" And I just it's the Travian. Yep, yeah, Travian. I was laughing. Yep. <laughs> Yep, he, he got whooped on the back door, and Matt just has his arms out and yelling right at him. So it is funny. It is funny without fans. You can you notice certain players getting called out more by the coaches. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, speaking of fans, NCA announced this week twenty five percent fans are going to be allowed in the NCA yep. tournament games. I got to think at first, which is still great. Don't get me wrong. But at first, I'm like, all right, twenty five percent. That's going to be a decent amount. Then you're reading, well, that includes players. Families, uh, staff. Oh, so I didn't see that. It's not going to be I mean, just okay, 25% so, fans. So where are the games are going to be at? Mackie, Hinkle, Banker's well, Life. I've seen that. I, I, all, and someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but I swear I saw something where Purdue is only going to allow like 12 to 13%. I think is what they're doing about right now. Like they're not doing the full 25. I think I even saw somewhere like where IU is only letting in 500 people total. I, I did read that about IU. Yeah. I, I didn't see it about Mackie, but I did read that. Assuming Hall's only got 500. So. Yeah, including support staff and players and families. Yeah. That's going to be like nothing. 50 tickets or something. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be like nothing. So yeah. we'll see what happens in three weeks comes time. But, yeah, you got Hinkle, Mackie, Assembly Hall, Lucas Oil, Banker's Life, and the State Farm Center. 
Because, I mean, that's that's a huge difference between, like, 25% capacity at Lucas Oil sure. all that versus anywhere else. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Huge difference. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't I don't know how it's going to work. Yeah, 25% of – I guess how much can they – I know Lucas Oil holds about 65000 for football, but I would assume you can probably get more in there for basketball because you're shrinking – because they're the not field, the field. Well, they, but they won't use they won't use the whole stadium. I'm sure right. they, they put uh, the court in the end zone. I think is what they used to do with the RCA dome. When we, I remember going to seeing a Purdue IU yeah, game there. Twenty five percent of Lucas Oil. Twenty five percent of Lucas Oil is more than what Mackey holds. <laughs> yeah, but they can spread them out so much easier. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Because now Lucas does have first and second round games, right? I know Hinkle and Lucas are the Sweet Sixteen so. destinations. I think I so. I know, obviously, I know the Purdue, Purdue and uh, Indiana are hosting just just the first, just yeah. the first and second round. They're not doing yeah. it after Which that. Makes sense. It makes sense that they would kind of centralize it once they yeah. eliminate teams and gets to the smaller field. Yeah, and I know Purdue can't play at Mackey, of course, and Indiana if they make it can't play at Assembly Hall. But could they play? Could Indiana play at Mackey and Purdue play at Assembly Hall? Do you know? I, th- I mean, I would assume that's probably, probably what you can do. I mean, maybe Indiana can probably get a win in Mackey for a while. <laughs> Hopefully they all get one. In, in no, they're all going to bank. If I use in the tournament, they're playing every single game at Banker's Wife because yeah. they're a primetime blue blood. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see. It'll be, it'll be inter- it's going to be wild. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be <laughs> unlike uh, an NCAA tournament unlike we've ever seen. It's going to be a Big Ten tournament unlike we've ever seen because there'll be no fans there in Lucas Oil. So. I'm surprised they're still doing it. Yeah, if if they can't do fans, like why why do even do it at Lucas Oil? Like why why not do it at Banker's Life for Hinkle would be awesome. Hinkle would be awesome. Have the NCAA championship or something at Hinkle. (laughs) Well, and and you know the Banker's Life stuff has impacted the IHSAA tournament. Boys tournament's going to be delayed a week. Mm. The state oh it is states could be played in April instead of the finals because of the NCAA tournament. So, Mm. yep. I, I I haven't read. Are they letting fans into uh, um, the boys state game? I believe so. Okay, probably just families, right? Uh, it really, when it's come to the high school, it's like county by county, whatever the counties. Because mm-hmm. I watched a girls regional game last week at Frank at Frankton, and there's a decent amount of people there. Hmm. So. Kind of just depends. Uh, Ray says Lucas Oil Stadium seats approximately sixty-seven thousand for football and can be expanded to over seventy thousand for basketball and other major conventions and events. Wow. Okay. That was that was from the Lucas Oil webpage. Hmm. Good to know. I yeah. had no idea on that. I don't think I've ever. I've never seen a basketball game. I've never seen games at RCA Dome, but I never. Cause I remember I went to the Purdue IU game in the RCA Dome back in like what, like two thousand. Like one or something, two thousand two, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Aw- awful seats. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> I went to two games at the RCA Dome. It was the two thousand three second round of the NCAA tournament. Notre Dame beat Illinois to get their first Sweet Sixteen in like two decades, and <laughs> and uh, Tom Crean's uh, Marquette Golden Eagles with Dwayne Wade and Travis oh, Peter yeah. and Steve Novak beat Missouri. So wow. Yeah. And, and Mar- Marquette ended up going to the Final Four. Notre Dame got beat by somebody in the Sweet Sixteen. So. The legend of Tom Crean was born. Yeah, that was still that was Bill Self coaching. You know who you remind me of? Good old Tommy boy. Still. Uh, oh, that you said that was a Bill Self Illinois team. Yeah. Wow. 
it's crazy. It kind of, I mean, going a little off topic, I know with a painter, recent interviews of him talking about how he landed at Purdue, it's crazy to, to link all those coaching jobs and how it ended up with painter being at Purdue. Cause if Bill self doesn't leave Illinois, uh, Bruce Weber doesn't get the Illinois job. He probably gets, maybe gets the Purdue job and then who the hell knows where, where painter ends up. Yeah. I, th- I think it was probably a pretty good chance that Bruce would have been Purdue's coach. Yeah. I, I, I thought back then when I was younger, thinking about Katie retiring, I thought Bruce made the most sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now that's and and I don't know if you guys saw this. We're kind of getting on a tangent here, but that's okay. We don't Who have cares? a time to talk about today, so this is a, a different podcast, anyways. The <laughs> earliest the we've ever, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we've the earliest we've ever recorded one. So everybody that's listening to this is actually going to listen on the day of, not the next morning. Yeah. So uh, I saw this on Knucklehead Central the other night, ranking Painter's best assistants. We've been pretty blessed to have some good assistants. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that was an interesting I, ranking list. Yeah, I saw that everybody had Conzo first, which I would kind of agree with. But I also think, like, I don't know. I don't remember much about outside of the recruiting. I mean, helping with getting the baby boilers. I really don't know that much as far as what he contributed offensively, defensively. Is or I don't know if I paid that much attention. Yeah, what did he leave? Not as much. <sighs> did he? He he wasn't there the whole because he he got the Tennessee job after. Is that where he went first? Was Tennessee Missouri State? Oh, Missouri State. State. That's right. That, that, I think he was Tennessee. with the Baby Boilers one year. Yeah, I was going to say like twenty. I wasn't. He wasn't there the right latest. Yeah, he's been gone for a while. Yeah, because he went yeah. to Missouri State then Tennessee, where Tennessee State fans hated him, and Cal. then he got them Sweet Sixteen, then Cal, and then um, yeah, because they had that run at the end of that they uh, they like I don't know they, they were like when they when they made it to the Sweet Sixteen they, they, they were. I think they were playing game, weren't they? Were they playing game? I I think they yeah. won three games. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think they were they were in eleven seaters in the playing yep. game. They lost to Michigan in the Sweet Sixteen at Lucas Oil, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, he's he's doing well. Missouri could be a dark horse to to make a yeah. run. Who would you guys have second? I love Micah Shrewsbury. So. <laughs> Future Butler head coach. Yeah, either Shrewsbury so. or. Uh, <laughs> Paul Lusk was pretty good. Yeah, Paul Lusk. Greg Guard. Greg Guard. Gary. Gary Guard. Or <laughs> Gary. Gary. Who am I thinking of? Um, Mercer. Yeah. Yeah. Greg Gary. Greg Gary. He's doing well. He's doing really well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Owens. Yeah. yeah. I like Jack Owens a lot. I even don't think Bradley gets enough love. I mean, no, what he's doing with the no. big, man. He's been there a long time, though. I don't think he has any. I don't think he has any. Uh, desire to be a head coach. Um, so I think, yeah, I think hopefully he's there for a long time because he's done a hell of a job with our bigs and kind of est- really establishing us as a big man program. Uh, Ray said Bruce Weber was a good one as well. Yeah, under Katie. I mean, yeah. he had Weber, he had Lavin at one point. Mm-hmm. Jay Price was assistant for a long time under, under Katie and then Weber. And then I don't think he's coaching anywhere right now. I could be wrong about that. Yeah, Purdue's been blessed to have a lot of good assistants. That's part of having a good program. Mm-hmm. Have good assistants, and then they become head coaches elsewhere, and you kind of get revamped with with some more good assistants. So, is when was the last? Who was so? Gary was the last assistant to leave, yeah. right? Just yeah. this year. I mean, I was. I think I, I feel like Lusk has been the one that I was. I thought I'm shocked he's still here. I kind of thought that he'd be a couple yeah. of years and he'd be a head coach somewhere. He's been, Lutz has been, I think, linked to a lot of. I feel like he's been definitely linked in the last few years to a couple of jobs, but I don't know if it's you know maybe on his end where it doesn't. It's not a fair. Maybe it's a school, but yeah, I feel like his time is 
at Purdue. His days are numbered, I think. So I think he's bound to get maybe Drew Carey too. Yeah, and maybe we're going to see this year because maybe we get. I mean, I'd love to have him for another year, especially with next year's team coming in. But you know, with everything going on with COVID, I mean, you never know um, what the you know the firing landscape will be. I mean, obviously, college football is a little different just because football is such a. I mean. That's what drives the program, and that's where all of the big boosters want their money going to. So, basketball is a little different. So, I, I would be surprised if we see, you know, a far fewer uh, firing. Kind of what I'm football. cautiously optimistic on as well, and that like, oh, some yeah. of those smaller schools that would be a good first job for some of these mm-hmm. guys that are like, well, yeah, I may not have the money to fire somebody or yeah. the investment in right now, so we're going to wait a year and then mm-hmm. keep the keep Shrewsbury and. Lots for another year. I was way off when it came to the football firings and, and, and everything like that. I didn't think there would be too many, and there was quite a few. So, yeah. Yep. Prove me wrong. It'll be interesting. That's a good yeah. time for a sponsor, Reed. Yeah. Of course, I just lost my. Here we go. Sunday. Good day to eat pizza. Actually, I had pizza last night. Um, speaking of pizza, Boiler Breakdown is brought to you by Mad Mushroom Pizza, serving Boilermakers since 1993. Mad Mushroom is located in the heart of West Lafayette as well known as the home of the original cheese sticks. Uh, whenever we like to visit, we like to sit down have a nice cold beer while enjoying their latest pizza of the month, which it's February. I think it's probably the last uh, – probably time to get your – last week to get your uh, the pizza of the month, which is the Ragin' Cajun which is their house-made Cajun sauce and Dewey sausage, chicken, onions, celery, green peppers, tomatoes, and mozzarella cheese. Uh, spice up your February with the Cajun-inspired pie. Uh, next time you're in town, stop in and tell them Boiler Breakdown sent you for $5 off any order over $20. Bucks. Uh, any Boiler Breakdown listener can also use the coupon code BREAK5. That's all, all caps, B-R-E-A-K-5, to claim their discount online at madmushroom.com. Mad Mushroom, feed your head. Yeah, I'm starving. I haven't ate lunch yet, <laughs> and uh, that's, that makes me even more hungry now. So. <laughs> Before we get into some spring football talk, do you guys want to pick some games real quick? Yes, sir. There's actually a big game that just tipped off. Yes, there is. Uh, Ohio State's up 4-3 to three against Michigan right now. Mm-hmm. Who do you guys see and win that game? I'm picking Ohio State. Really? Yep. Michigan. I'm taking Michigan as well. I uh, – I think Michigan. I want Ohio State to win just because I, I I don't think Michigan deserves if they win out. I don't think they deserve a Big Ten title just because they're going to play three less games than everybody. I mean, like right now, I mean, I, I mentioned it in our group chat the other day. It's like we have as many Big Ten wins as Michigan does, and we are in fifth. At um, least didn't they reschedule? So they were only so they weren't going to play Illinois at all, but that one of those games got rescheduled. They were only going to play Ohio State once. I think that one got rescheduled. So now I think like like as of like ten days ago, they weren't gonna they weren't gonna play Illinois at all. They were gonna play Ohio State once. They're gonna play Iowa once, or maybe not at yeah. all. They're gonna play Purdue once. Like of the top six teams in the Big Ten, they were gonna play like three times or something. Something stupid. I think both teams. I think both teams are really good. I just think yeah. it's a little better. I still yeah. I'm kind of waiting up for Ohio State to wake up a little bit, but. I think Holtman's a good coach. Sorry, Andrew. I know he's <laughs> the worst. Maryland at Rutgers, three o'clock tip this afternoon. And Rutgers is four and a half favorite. Ron Harper back. Yeah. Yeah, I'm taking Rutgers. Yeah, Rutgers. Yeah, I'm, I'm picking Rutgers. 
Iowa hosting uh, Penn State at five o'clock. Iowa's eleven and a half point favorite here. I got ten and a half, but yeah, I think Iowa yeah. by fifteen. Yeah. yeah, they've been shooting it well lately. When they shoot it well, they're tough to stop. They can put up a lot of points. I think Iowa rolls pretty easily. Yeah, I think Iowa wins. In uh, Wisconsin, uh, five and a half point favorites at Northwestern. I don't see Northwestern winning. Yeah, I want to see Northwestern so badly because but... Wisconsin is just I feel like they're kind of free falling a little bit. Um, I think Northwestern is just bad. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I think Wisconsin wins. I think they, I think they cover, but not by a ton. I think Wisconsin wins a close one. I'll even say yeah. that that Northwestern covers that spread. Um, I just don't think Wisconsin's very good. At least they're not playing good as of late. But Northwestern's right down there with Nebraska. Yeah. Which is wild because they see how hot they started to start the Big Ten. I know they were ranked 19th yeah. at one time. Uh, Tuesday night got the number five Illinois fighting Illini at the Michigan State Spartans coming off a big win for them over Indiana yesterday. I think Illinois wins. I think it's a close one. I think Michigan State keeps it close. And I mean, Illinois has a really bad tendency to play down to their competition a lot. Um, I'm, I'm shocked that Illinois is up to number five. Like, I feel like they were falling out of the rankings like two weeks ago. <laughs> they were just so inconsistent. And yeah, I think they're, they're, they're playing better, but. Yeah, I think uh, I think Illinois wins, but it's I think it's like a I think it's a single digit game. The, these are my second and third least favorite Big Ten teams right here. <laughs> um, I'm not a Brad Underwood guy. I'm sorry. No, he's the worst. <laughs> I hate every. I, what are you talking about? I hate every Big Ten coach. I was actually. This is funny you said that because I was a couple weeks ago. I was uh, out to dinner with my boss, and he's an Illinois fan. Um, but we were talking about. Something. I think we're talking about Iowa because he hates Iowa being an Illinois fan, and I hate Iowa because of Fran McCaffrey. And he brought up, he goes, we were talking about it, and he goes, there's not a whole lot of coaches that you're a fan of, are you? I'm like, no, there's really not. <laughs> and, yeah, college uh, world yeah, college wide, there's only probably a handful that I actually say that I, I like. Uh, um, Ray Davis says Michigan State plus two. I don't know if he's picking Michigan State by two or if that means that Illinois is only favorite. I think he's picking him by two because just I have a, I don't have a line and I would yeah. I'd be shocked if it's that small if it'd be yeah because he's got he picks yeah Ohio State by three Maryland by two Iowa by ten Wisconsin by five okay. yes yeah, so he's picking the the margin of victory gotcha. I think Illinois blows him out I think I think Iowa's just playing so well and they're just yeah too- he he is the in my opinion the Big Ten Player of the Year and probably National Player of the Year but he's not going to get it which is I would dumb. say I don't think he'll win either one but. Uh, I, I'm not arguing with you. Um, Illinois fans know they've got to do something this year with this group because they're going to take a big step backwards next year. You think Kofi goes pro? Yes. You do? He can't get any better in college. He is what he is. I don't know if he'll ever be a decent pro because he's the pro game's not really built for those big guys like that. But I think mm-hmm. they lose both. It'll be interesting if uh, Frazier and Williams come back or not. Yeah, for, yeah, I forgot about that. I feel like Frazier's been there for 10 years. If they lose both those guys, holy cow, that's four starters <laughs> you're losing. And wow. Yeah. W- w- wouldn't break my heart. Nope, not at all. Uh, I'm taking uh, Illinois in a close one like you, Evan. Uh, Penn State at Nebraska, Tuesday night. I think Nebraska gets this one. They beat, This is the one that they almost gave away yeah. 10 years ago, right? Yeah. 
Uh, I think Penn State gets them back. I think Penn State wins by five or something. Like Penn State wins a triple overtime game. They're tired <laughs> on Friday. <laughs> I mean, that's hopeful thinking. But um, Wednesday night, only one game on Wednesday. Indiana at Rutgers. Rutgers won uh, earlier this season when the two teams met. Man, Indiana needs this. They want to. I mean, I, I think they're still in the tournament right now. But if they don't win the rest of their games. They're gonna have to do and, something. Decent but their their schedule is brutal. It is at Rutgers, Michigan, Purdue. Is there somebody else in there? Uh, I think they play. I think they might play. They're supposed play. to play Michigan twice, but it's only gonna happen. Yeah, now. they play. They play Michigan State again. Um, let's see here. Let me look at their schedule. I just know at uh, at Rutgers. I think they're. I don't know if they're home for Michigan. Yeah, they're Michigan. they're at Rutgers, home against Michigan, at Michigan State, and at Purdue. <laughs> <laughs> may not win a game again. Win. Right. I, think, I think this is yeah. This, Come on, think, Archie, save your job. Yeah, please get that extension. Needs, needs a little more time. Um, I mean, Rutgers got them at home. I, I feel like Indiana might come out. I mean, they never. I don't think they've lost more than two games or won more than two games in a row all year. Um, man, I feel like Indiana's gonna win a close one in this one. I think Rutgers. I Not, agree with Andrew. I think Rutgers. I, we've been seeing it. I think like where I think whether you've been talking about it because you watch a lot of IU basketball games for some reason. Mm-hmm. Psycho friend. Uh, <laughs> the like where it just seems like the bench and like they go into timeouts and the players are just like totally ignore Archie. I think there's gonna they're gonna they go through some adversity. I think like they're just gonna fold. Well, I saw a stat yesterday. It was their freshman that they played yesterday scored zero points and our freshmen scored like 30 something yesterday in the same day. Yeah. It's uh, definitely for as much, both teams has, has have a lot of young talent, but it's, it's night and day. The I don't think Indiana is that good of a team at all. Very inconsistent. I mean, like you, their guard yesterday, I mean, like you mentioned, Tanner at the top of the show, I mean, Trace, he, he dominated yesterday, but he got absolutely no help from any of his guards. Um, I mean, like my girlfriend. Free throws did he shoot? Uh, probably more than Michigan State did as a team. Yeah, it was um, like eighteen or something. Yeah, I mean, like, the, yeah, Al Durham did nothing yesterday. Uh, Armand Franklin was very inconsistent. Uh, yeah, they just couldn't do anything. I mean, I think Christian Lander leaves the country in airball uh, three pointers. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Like, it's I like every time I watch him play, he there's he he misses them very badly. I'm not sure what is going on there, but. Yeah, if they do retain Archie, I think we're going to see some players leave. You think? Mm-hmm. I don't know who exactly, but I think they'll lose a few guys. Yeah, hmm. we'll see what happens. Um, yeah. So, yeah, they're missing Joey Broncos. That's who they're missing, right? Yeah. Now, that, that, there's the missing piece to the puzzle, right? Oh there. yeah, he can, he's going to step in and take tra- all of Trace's production next year. <laughs> He'll be fine. Just plug and play and back. Yeah. Being no the, drop off from one to the other. Can, yeah. Yeah, no drop-off. Have a huge slate of games Thursday night. We have four yeah, of them. Do. Nebraska at Illinois. I think Illinois rolls in this one. I don't think they make the same mistake they did the first time around. I agree. I think it's a massacre. I think Illinois is going to win by like 25 or more. Who did Illinois just beat yesterday? Minnesota. Uh, they clocked Minnesota. them both times yeah. this year. Just kill yeah. them. That was actually at Minnesota, which Minnesota has done really well uh, uh, at home. Kalashar is out neck for three or four weeks 
for Minnesota, oh, okay. and and their big guy Robbins is playing through an injury, so they might be done. They, I don't know if, yeah, I don't know if they can because they're right, they're on the bubble. I don't know if they can six and ten in the Big Ten, and they're on the bubble. Yeah. <sighs> well, because they've got some, they've got some really good wins. That's the thing. I mean, <laughs> if you, you you can't end the year right. like seven and twelve in the, in your conference and make the tournament. I feel like, yeah, I agree. Iowa, Michigan. I think Michigan rolls in this one. Roll, I mean, it, roll. Unless, unless Iowa is just unconscious from three. I mean, I've, I don't believe in Iowa. I mean, unless they are, are unconscious. But I mean, Michigan's old. Their experience. I mean, so is. I mean, Iowa's got some experience, obviously, as well. But yeah, I think Michigan's Iowa's old. Did you say yeah. Michigan's old or Iowa's old? Both. I think they're oh. both. I mean, Michigan's old for sure. Um, oh, Iowa's like bunch of like 30 year olds out there. Say how uh, Bohan's been there for like since we were babies. Um uh, yeah. like <laughs> I mean, um, like a 50 year seniors. <laughs> I swear like two years ago I thought Garza was a senior and he was a sophomore. I did for whatever reason. But I think I think Michigan and when I say rolls, I think it's a double digit win, but not like I think it's like a 10 uh, 12 to 15 point victory. But I've also I also thought uh Michigan State was gonna roll Iowa and Iowa won by like thirty. So what do I know? I'm gonna pick the opposite of you, Webby. <laughs> That's fine. I'm gonna go Iowa in a close one. This is a tough one to pick. Both teams are really talented. I I think Iowa's just offensive potential is if like you said, if they're they're just they've got a lot of shooters and if they get rolling and then guards it down the middle, like they're just hard to stop. They don't play much defense, but they're hard. It, is it still February? Yeah, February 25th, February Fran. I don't know. Fran, February. Ohio State at Michigan State. This one could get ugly. Ohio State by 16, <laughs> yeah. 18, 25. I don't know. A lot. Yeah. I think Izzo might cancel this game before they get there. <laughs> Call me crazy. I think Sparty pulls the upset. Shut up. Okay, what? Why? <laughs> Shut up. I just have a weird feeling. I I think Ohio State loses today, and I, I just think they're going to start falling a little bit. I have a weird feeling. I'm probably way wrong, and Ohio State's going to win by like 25, but it's got a weird feeling. Let's see. We'll see and, I, yeah. and I don't like Michigan State. I, I, I made that clear earlier, but everybody's picking Ohio State big except me, so it's okay. Stay on your ground. Ohio State is up 16 to 12 currently. Northwestern at Minnesota Thursday night. Who cares? (laughs) (laughs) You're right. Who cares? I think Minnesota. uh, Yeah, I'll give Minnesota a little better. This one's going to be a bad one, too. It's going to be like a, I don't know, Carl will win this game. I guarantee you, I'm not watching that one. No, no. Uh, Purdue at Penn State oh, yeah. Friday night. I think we talked about. It. I think it's a close one. I think it's going to be a, a. I hope it's not close and that we win, but I think it's going to be another. I mean, we. It's always when. Have we had like? Have we had how many overtime games have we had there? Didn't we, haven't we had I think three of the last four? I believe. Yeah. So I, we, I hate you know, like that. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I think it's a single digit victory for the Boilers. It's gonna be. I think it's gonna come down to free throws at the end, uh, which I'm gonna freaking hate. But yeah, I like Ray's pick there. I was gonna say I was gonna say Purdue by like seven. 
Yeah. Yep. I was going to say never, six or seven. Close. So yeah. right there, I'll, I'll say 73, 67. Actually, I was looking at the schedule. You mentioned Tana that we were we had scored seventy five last two games. We've actually scored seventy five three of the last four because we scored seventy five against Northwestern. It's the magic number. Yeah. All right. No, they put up a stat and it was it was like a duh. It was like a it was a stupid stat. It was like Matt Painter is seventy nine and two in game when holding opponents under sixty points, and it's like, <laughs> uh, like it's hard to win if you only score fifty eight points. Uh, Saturday, Michigan at Indiana. Ooh, this could be another Ohio State type game. I think. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Assembly Hall, so that's going to keep it closer, just because Trace is going to shoot twenty-five free throws. And did you uh, did you hear that Dockich call at the Hall of Calls yesterday? Yes, I did. (laughs) (laughs) He talks about. I don't know how. I mean, Dockich is a little hard though. But he was saying that uh, when he was on the staff and the games are getting out of hand, he would tell Knight to get up and talk to Ed Hightower. And I would do that, and all of a sudden, there should be three travel calls were called. And <laughs> oh, do we? Can we already tell that Bo Borowski's on this game? Like, do we know that? Yeah. Sure. Obviously, big time primetime game between right. two historic programs, Big Ten, that are. When they gave, when there was a game, I can't remember what game it was. But when he had a mic to explain the calls, I was like, "That's the last thing this idiot needs is a mic." <laughs> <laughs> God. Well, Indiana talk. Indiana beat Michigan in football. Not happening in basketball. Give me the Wolverines. Ten plus. Big. Yeah, I think it's another like I said, Ohio State type game where they just it probably probably get close for a little bit because I mean Indiana's defense is pretty good. Um, to the lesson yesterday, um, they kept Ohio State was in it or they kept in it, kept themselves in it with Ohio State, but then Ohio State ran away. With it. I think it's the same thing with Michigan. I think Michigan eventually just runs away. Illinois at Wisconsin. This uh, this is a venue that Illinois has struggled at in the past. Well, everybody struggled at the Kohl Center for a while. Not, not Purdue. We own no, that. Other than Purdue, other than Purdue, under like under Ryan. I mean, nobody went up there. And other than Purdue. Yeah. But now, now it's definitely changed with Great yeah. Guard running running stuff. Uh, I think I don't think Wisconsin's that good. No. So I think Illinois wins comfortably. Their bigs can't hang with with Coburn. Um, What's his face, Potter? I I'm not a big fan of. Ooh, we got Ray here with Ray the, going with the upset. Ooh, I yikes! I think I think Illinois wins. I don't think it's a blowout like I want to pick it, but I think it's like a eight to ten point win. I Illinois. hope Ray's right. I hope yeah. he's right, but I think Illinois wins yeah. uh, by about eight. Well, what do we? Who do we need to root for here to keep Purdue uh, in the double bye? Whoever plays Iowa, the four. And, I mean, Iowa and Wisconsin. To, so Wisconsin, Purdue's up a game on Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Minnesota and Nebraska Saturday. Another who cares game. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least this matchup is more enjoyable than their football matchup. That is very true. I mean, yeah. Thankfully, it's not hard. <laughs> Um, I think Nebraska gets this one. one coach. I don't mind. I don't have a problem with Hoiberg. No, no. Uh, I think Nebraska gets this one. Yeah, why not? I'll agree. Yeah. Why not? Throw sure. them Minnesota. They struggle on the road. Then, uh, Sunday, we got two games to wrap up the week. Michigan State at Maryland. Hmm. Maryland. I don't know by five. It's gonna be a close game, but. Yeah, I'm pick Maryland. I'll take Maryland as well. I already feel dirty picking Michigan State the upset <laughs> over Ohio yeah, State. What are you so doing? I'll take I'll take Maryland to kind of clean myself a little bit. Um, and then Sunday Sunday afternoon, four o'clock. It's Iowa at Ohio State. 
Well, we need Ohio State, so we can get yeah. Yeah. Ray yeah. asking if there's an NIT this year. I'm not sure. I would be. I would be surprised. I know there's no CBI this year. So yeah, I haven't heard much about the NIT. Yeah, actually, I've never. I mean, about I that. mean, really, why? Why? Why do it this why, what's year? What's the point? Yeah, because I mean, gonna, especially if you're gonna do it on campuses, I, I don't. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, they'd have to make it central, like the NCAA tournament. And there's really yeah. not many other cities to do it. That'd be sweet. Maybe they do the they do the NCAA tournament in March, April, and then like April seventh. Like, all right, NIT back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man, yeah. I'm here for it. Uh, I'm gonna take. Uh, Where's this game at? Did I say it's at Ohio State? Yeah, it's at Ohio State. Yeah, yeah I'll take the Buckeyes. Actually, the uh, ESPN matchup predictor gives Iowa the the edge at fifty five percent chance of winning this game right now. I don't know idea what that's calculated off of. So me neither. Plus, I I hate the ESPN app. So and <laughs> stop it. So yep, makes me want to go the other way. Makes me even more confident in the Ohio State pick. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I like the logic. Yeah. Uh, let's see. And Ray's taking the Buckeyes by three. So, all- That's going to push Purdue to the four, to the four seed in the. Well, I, I saw uh, someone on Twitter, might have been beneath the paint, tweeted that there is a legit possibility. A lot of things have to happen that Purdue could get the two seed in the Big Ten tournament. That's wild, isn't it? <laughs> That'd be pretty sweet. <laughs> And I, mean, I remember, I remember not be ranked. I mean, maybe and like not be ranked. Yeah. yeah. I remember. I remember back when we lost to Miami. I'm like, yeah, we're not making the tournament. <laughs> well, I remember at the start of the year, uh, our preview. Like Tanner, you were just happy if we made the tournament, and then I yeah, I had us ninth. I had us ninth. Yeah, too. And I, I said I would be happy if we finished top seven, uh, top half, and you were like, oh, really? And I was like, yeah, I man, we should be, and we're, we're talking about finishing second now. <laughs> what do we know? What do we know? <laughs> Elite eight or bust this year now. Well, oh, then yeah, yes, during yesterday's game, uh, talking about like the Sweet Sixteen streaks, and I was like, oh yeah, that's a thing still. I forgot because last year didn't happen. So technically, yeah, we we last time we played, we we're in the Sweet Sixteen. We've done yeah. that three straight years. So yeah. us and Gonzaga, the two powerhouses of college basketball, and Kentucky, <laughs> and Michigan, which Kentucky, Kentucky's, Kentucky's not repeating that this year. Although I'm, they did just they beat Tennessee yesterday. They whooped, they're starting to no in Kentucky. They're going to win the SEC tournament. I mean, <laughs> they're, they're catching fire or not fire, but they're playing better. And all of a sudden, Duke played better last night. It's like, oh, here we go. They're all going to make their runs. What's going to be stupid is Duke's going to rattle off a couple of crappy wins and all of a sudden being back in the conversation to be in the tournament when they have no right being in it. Yeah, yeah. So Ray mentions how the NAI is having their tournament. So, okay, I don't know. We'll have to see. That's something to keep a close eye on here in the next few weeks. Uh, just a quick Google says that there will, as of five days ago, there will be an NIT twenty twenty one NIT tournament. There we go. Six, sixteen teams. How many is it normally? Sixteen or is it thirty two? I thought it was thirty two. I thought it was thirty two. So sixteen know. teams. All right. Well, there we go. Well, one thing I do know is the Boiler Breakdown podcast is brought to you by Webb's Family Pharmacy. Webb's Family Pharmacy is an independently owned community pharmacy with stores located in Rochester, Akron, and North Manchester, Indiana. Webb's is happy to announce that they are providing flu shots by appointment right in your car. Simply call to seven an appointment, and their friendly and caring staff will be happy to help you. For all of your high-quality medical equipment, supplies, and pharmacy services, check out www.webrx.com or give them a call. Webb's Family Pharmacy, the professional pharmacy with a hometown touch. Boiler owned and operated. 
All right, guys, let's wrap it up with a little uh, spring football talk. I guess we can call it spring, even though there's a foot of snow on the ground. <laughs> yeah, good point. Good point. Um, yep, this is the earliest Purdue's ever started spring practice, but you got to get your practices in to be done by a certain deadline in March, I believe, this year. Um, had, didn't read a whole lot. Uh, the quarterbacks were all interviewed by the media Friday. Um, seems like the quarterback room's real close and tight, which is nice. You like to see always see that bond. Um, Sounds like O'Connell's going to be out pretty much. Is O'Connell going to be out most of spring? Sounds he's like li- he's limited. limited. He he was yeah. throwing. Yeah, there was a he was in the video, the thirty-eight second video that Boiler uh, Football on Twitter shared the mm-hmm. other day. He was throwing a few passes, so um, it's kind of rules reversed. Last spring, Jack Plummer was limited. Now O'Connell's limited. Uh, big spring for our Austin Burton. Big chance mm-hmm. to see what he can do. And and yeah. there's some like a, a Limo can. Can yeah. you know, can push them so. Yep. Yeah, I mean it's it sounds like I mean they definitely we know they have the three options between Plummer, O'Connell, and Burton, and now it's Alimo's had a year, develop, get the system, see what he can do. I don't know. That means everything we heard from him coming out of high school was that he's got a lot of talent and potential. So that means they could have legitimately four good guys, and it's like who's going to take the next step up. A lot of guys injured and out this spring. Yeah. Uh, Yanni Karloftis, you know, the hyped-up four-star recruit, George Karloftis' brother, his hamstring still not fully um, healed from his season-ending injury. Uh, so he's he's out. Uh, Kim Allen's out. Marvin Grant's out, I believe. The Grant's out. Yeah, I think um, so. Some linemen are out, too. Some linemen are out, yeah. Quite a few guys. It's like, ugh. But yeah. Is what it is, I suppose. It's, it's February, so – yeah, I'm trying to – I don't know how much – I feel like every spring I take less and less stock in what's going on in spring ball just because it's – I mean, you don't have the whole team there, but you'd like to see – I mean, it's definitely a chance for the young guys, I think, to to make some strides. Maybe the guys who didn't get the chance to play a whole lot last year can maybe step into some roles where they can prove themselves to where when fall camp rolls around, maybe they looked at as more of a – you know, on the ones or twos rather than, you know, a deep bench guy. As of right now, no spring game scheduled, but uh, Purdue does plan on to have at least three scrimmages, February 27th, March 6th, and March 19th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. It's it's. I always enjoy reading the reports on spring mm-hmm. practice yeah. from Golden Black. And, uh, I'm I like the videos they put out, too, are usually pretty cool. They do a good job with that. Just um, football being around again. I'm intrigued to see what the two SEC transfers can do mm-hmm. on defense. I'm intrigued by the wide receiver room. Um, we we got so many young guys in that room. I want to see who kind of steps up, fills. Uh, I mean, nobody's got to fill the shoes of Rondell Moore, but who's going to take the slot spot? Mm-hmm. I want to see Malik Carr be yeah. heavily used and have him just be a weapon because he's a freak athlete. Yeah. Yep. Physical. Yeah. Everything. New coaching staff, uh, especially on defense. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I, hope, I hope we can just get the practices in because last year I think we got what eight in before everything was shut down. So hopefully we can just get them in and get the. I mean. I think that was that definitely I think played a part into the debacle we had because maybe guys couldn't get adjusted to the system as well as they could have if we had a full spring. Um, so hopefully it gives a chance to for this whole new, I mean, pretty much a whole new defensive staff to kind of get their system in place. What uh, did you guys hear Brom's comments about the defense when asked about it? And how he said he's been a lot more hands on since the end of the season, and that he's like, well, the defense has to take on my kind of personality, my mentality of being aggressiveness and not being afraid to make mistakes kind of thing. And once the guys, and it sounds like there was just a total disconnect between 
yeah, the coaching staff last year. That I'm glad at least that they didn't let it drag on another year. If it was yeah, that yeah. bad, pulled the, yeah. figured out what they think the problem is, pulled the plug, move on, eat the money, and uh, yep. hopefully, hopefully it's fixed. Yeah. I had to laugh because I think he, he made the comment like he wants the defense to be aggressive, blitzed, make, uh, cause turnovers. And I was like, as opposed to what? <laughs> like, what other option do we? I mean, I guess what we saw give last up, year. Give up third downs. Like, yeah. yeah. Ten, yard, ten yard cushion on yeah. the wide receivers. Yeah, it's like, well, yeah, no duh. But who yeah. doesn't want that? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, so we'll see. We'll try to keep everybody updated with, with spring ball as it goes along. So, uh, any closing comments besides the last sponsor read? I'm I'm excited to start reading about the football rep- re- reports, mm-hmm. Tan. But yep, Jaden Ivy is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> he is fun to watch. That is for sure. I would like to see uh, this next year. I'd like to see Newman. Really, yeah. I feel like he hasn't really played well, all that well. That's what he has been. Um, but I'd like to see him have kind of a get right game against Penn State. So you're welcome, Ray. Thanks for thanks for watching. We appreciate it. Yes, sir. Well, the Boiler Breakdown podcast is brought to you by Shroff Landscaping. Shroff Landscaping has been in business for over 50 years and can handle all of your landscaping needs, including landscape design, maintenance, irrigation, hardscaping, fall cleanup, and their licensed lawn applicators. Contact them today for all of your landscaping needs at 574-223-2769. Shroff Landscaping, design with you in mind. And that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Boiler Breakdown Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast if you haven't already, wherever you're listening to this on your audio platform, preferred audio platform. If it's Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating and review. Really appreciate it. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Boiler Break Pod. And you can also like our Facebook page. So with that said, let's boiler up, hammer down, and beat the Nittany Lions. Boiler up. <laughs>